Hi, welcome to the Still Loading Podcast. Um, it is February, which means Super Bowl is happening. Boom! Let's go, Tampa! <laughs> Sorry, I just blew everyone's ears out. <laughs> Sorry, headphone users. Um, but today we uh, have our friends, Kaylise. Hello. We got Chuck. Tampa all the way. And we got Jared. Let's go, Bucks. Come on, somebody. <laughs> preach preach. That'll, that'll preach. Come on. Come on now. But yeah, it's February. Valentine's Day is coming up. So we decided, you know what? Let's talk about love. Let's talk mm. about sex. Let's talk about dating. Let's talk about all those things because um, I'm, we've had conversations, I feel like, where we say, why? yeah, why are such things like so taboo or so, mm-hmm. oh my God, like they're talking about this. It's like, dude, we're all adults here. And it's something that we all go through and we all live through and it's like these questions come up and conversations come up so we're going to talk about those things and so we're just going to get straight into it dive head first straight into it and let's go one thing i want to talk about is this idea of friends with benefits or one night stands or maybe you're living in those in those types of places in your life Mm -hmm. and so i honestly just want to talk about that and hear thoughts and hear um, the Bible says all those things. So right off the bat, does anybody have something to say? Go ahead. Don't Chuck. do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will second that for Charlie. Don't do it. it. It's funny because when you sent us the notes, um, I was like reading over some of the questions and I'm like, in my mind, I was sitting there like, that's a no for that. It's a no for that. That's a no for that. And I was like, all right, well, I'm done with this. And I was like, it, and I think this is where we get confused as Christians is because as, and we talked about this last week is like, we've been told no, or we've been told, yeah, you can do that, but there's no reasoning behind it. Yeah. And that's why I'm like really excited to go over these topics because there's a lot of things that we obviously can and maybe shouldn't be doing, but actually diving into the behind the scenes of that. And then obviously like, as you talked about one night stands and um, what was the other thing? Like friends with benefits, friends like, with uh, benefits, one night w's. stands. I, I think you, like we can kind of almost encapsulate all of that together. And at the end of the day, it's like to kind of give a blanket statement behind that question. It's like one night stands, friends with benefits. It's like that's not the way God intended for our relationships to be. Mm-hmm. Um, point blank. Period. Uh, at the end of the day, God intended sex for marriage. God intended sex to be with one person. Um, for the rest of our lives and I think a lot of times in the world that we live in today we've been so desensitized to that idea of sex and to the idea of it being made per for one person and um, there, there's something that I, I've just kind of got dropped into my mind a few weeks ago and I think as the culture that we're living in in the world that we're living in um, and even just in the church day and age that we're living in um, if I can even say that we we tend to look at the scriptures and we tend to twist scriptures to fit our narratives. We tend to twist scriptures yeah. oh, to yeah. follow Absolutely. who we are rather than allowing the scriptures to twist us and mold us. And I think that's where we get a lot of these kind of questions that come up, like even asking, like, is this okay? Because for, for the past few years or however long it's been, we've pulled away from it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's interesting when you brought up the idea of like twisting scriptures to mm-hmm. fit what we want what that immediately made me think of is this whole idea, especially in a dating relationship of towing the line, so to speak, Mm. like, okay, the Bible doesn't say explicitly that this isn't okay. So you just keep doing things and Uh pushing the boundary and pushing the limit because the Bible says, well, don't do sex. Well, it doesn't say, you know, what does, what does sex even mean? So then you, you just, 
get to these limits. So your intention behind it is is to find out what's what you can do, what you can mm-hmm. push the limit with. Yeah, and you guys hit hit it both spot on, and that's something that I want to say first and foremost is like if you're having sex right now if somebody's listening and you're not a terrible person like I'm, i don't want to like start with oh my gosh you're an evil person you're going straight to hell like here's what it is but just like chuck said there god god created sex so why would god be somebody who's anti-sex you you get what i'm saying yeah. but mm-hmm. like you said within marriage there's like a a defined boundary it's like exactly. you know the two it throughout all scripture and it started in genesis where says for this reason a man will leave his father and mother uh to go with his wife and they shall become one flesh you know and in ephesians and the gospels it's like the two became one flesh two became one flesh and i don't know about y'all but when you become one flesh that's not to be like okay i'm done with it now i want to move on i want to become one flesh with somebody else i want to become one with somebody else it's it's picking and choosing your battles and god created sex it's like a good thing it is, and I think that's even kind of contrary to what I think a lot of people in our generation feel towards, I guess, the church or God or anything. It's like, he hates sex. Mm-hmm. He absolutely can't stand it. And God created it. Yeah. So he created it for a reason, though, to become one flesh with the person that you're going to be with uh, for the long haul. Not yeah. just the the one night stand or not just the this person tonight or maybe on to the next and the next week because ultimately it's something that's not talked about because um we don't talk necessarily about it spiritually i think if it was just this physical thing that it's like you know what we have no spirit we have no emotions inside of us we don't have anything then it's like okay then yeah it's literally just to procreate or enjoy whatever but Mm -hmm. we do have a spirit there is a god who created us there is a creator and he created these things for certain reasons uh reasons and he created it to bless us yeah you know yeah no i think exactly and it's funny because you said it on the the spiritual side of things and then i know um have you taken the like uh premarital uh your premarital classes like there was something that and i know you did the same Mm -hmm. as the classes that i have done with pastor eric here um he said something that almost threw me off. And I think it goes exactly to what you just said, Dylan, in the idea of like sex is in a sense is spiritual. Like God created it for that one-on-one relationship. And when he, he presented it to, to myself and my, now my wife, Aubrey of it being a spiritual act, I was like, that's weird. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I agree with it, but then at the end of the day, it's just because of how we've been looked at it through the church. We've looked at it through the world. It's like, it's a worldly thing rather than anything else. But at the end of the day, no, it's like a spiritual act. And I was like, yeah. That's so weird to think like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I it's know. beautiful. It is. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's great. beautiful. It's just the way our minds have been wired in a sense. Because mm-hmm. biologically speaking, and God created us, God created our biological beings, like the science behind everything. Yeah. Um, those things, the, the endorphins, all those things that go on in your brain that happen after sex are meant to benefit you. You know yeah. what I mean? But where it gets tricky uh, is when there's no commitment I think Mm -hmm. to the other person because Mm -hmm. then those things happen, those chemicals start going on in your brain. And then maybe afterwards just like, all right, that's it. It's like, hold on here. And I know a specific one is vasopressin. That's one that um, gets released that leads to attachment. It uh, is the chemical in our brain that kind of leads to attachment. So it's kind of, you're almost like, 
tricking your brain, but like being about it. And so then your brain afterwards may not know what to do exactly because, oh, it was just only for this. So I'm kind of confused. I don't know what's going on. But like I said, God created these things for our benefit and benefit within marriage. So I want to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. just because I think there are people who are who are not Christians that listen to this or who do not believe in God. And maybe they have a different worldview. So uh, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but what did you major in in college again? Biology. Maybe we have somebody like Kaylee's who's mm. non-Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you are, but somebody's a non-Christian majored in biology. And, um, you know, you go, you have been brought through the public school system and you believe in evolution. And you see that sex is an evolutionary act meant to reproduce to further offspring. offspring. Mm-hmm. So you are meant to, quote unquote, sow your wild oats. Mm-hmm. So that and then even kind of even looking up and kind of farting around on Google right now, less than 5% of, you know, species on earth right now, including humans, are monogamous. 95% are polyamorous. So they're going to go, they're going to do their thing with a bunch of different types of people and it's all kind of good. Mm-hmm. So why would humans be any different? Why is there this sense that we need to be monogamous and we need to only be with one partner? And if God did create, you know, humans and biology and he's putting all these chemicals like vasopressin and oxytocin that create, um, chemical reactions of bond attachment why is there such a strong need for sowing our wild oats and cheating mm-hmm. it yeah. all kind of leads together yeah those are super great questions and i think the first thing that came to my mind um when you brought it up is that when with the idea of like species procreating mm-hmm. and and having sex just to to further that like as literally a part of evolution right that they aren't creating these emotional bonds. I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest difference between uh, sex with humans and sex and animals is that emotional bond that's created. And it's interesting because I think the species, and I, like I said, could be totally wrong this, but from what I remember from my ecology classes and everything is that the species that are monogamous are the ones that are a little more intelligent. It's like mm, okay. dolphins, for example. But, and I think that's interesting because it plays into this like emotional complexity behind it. Like dolphins, for example, have a lot of communication with one another, have a lot of ways to communicate. But all of that to say that there's, because of those chemicals that are released, the vasopressin, oxytocin, all those things, it, it creates a physical connection. And I think going back to this idea of one night stands, friends with benefits, the, um, I don't think the majority of people going into those go with go in with the idea of procreation. So yeah, I would say, like 100%, probably, yeah, yeah, 100% not. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say to the non-Christian who's, who's that's the argument, it's like, well, then why are you having a one night stand anyways if the goal uh, isn't to have a child mm-hmm. or to procreate on, after? Let's go. But I think so, also like we're, what we're fed into our minds is like, I would say more so now in 2021 and in the past 10 years is that you should be having sex. It's good. It's healthy for you. Having those chemicals release. Yes, yeah. it's, you know, totally. dopamine spiked and then you mm-hmm. have the endorphins. It's going to relieve stress and, and pain and all that stuff. There's nothing but good stuff that comes from it. Obviously, I think we're still geared towards, actually, you know, it's it's 2021. I don't think it's anything geared towards a traditional family value whatsoever. I think it's 100% encouraged to sleep with whoever as long as if, as long as it's good. As, and it, if, as, as, long as, as you're being you safe. feel good. Yeah, and if you're being yeah. safe, it's like, oh, well, I mean, good for you. Yeah. My big thing on that one is like, I think in, and then I, doing research on this beforehand, it was like, I saw a lot of people like that was their excuse to why it's okay to have sex before marriage. And in my mind, and I can be completely wrong on this, but in my mind, I'm like, there's other ways to have those, those emotions and those feelings be released. 
outside of sex before marriage. And I think that we, again, just kind of how Christians can justify certain sins. I think that's how maybe the world right now is justifying us having sex before marriage because it releases these things, even though there's other ways around that. No, I, and I absolutely agree. Like I, I a hundred percent subscribe to the, the, the view that, you know, sex was created for mm-hmm. marriage and it's a beautiful thing that God wanted for us to enjoy in marriage yeah. and it's like that one thing it's like god's like no no no. you guys can have as much sex as you want like i made it it's a good thing and we're like oh, okay all right sounds good They're like you just gotta be married like whoa <laughs> that's kind of tough god like that's it's a little bit difficult but no I, I think um and i know you you like this guy but mike todd he did a whole mm. series or he's done two series and a book about <laughs> maybe a little bit uh, about uh relationship goals yeah. and one thing he's basically saying is uh what he said is uh, sex creates a soul tie. So when you create, right. you're basically giving, you know, me and my future wife, we, you know, have sex when we're married is I'm, you know, she has a piece of my soul. I have a piece of hers. It's almost like God created this sort of this tie together. And yeah. it's like, that's how it's supposed to be. That's why I think, um, I think even kind of drawing off his own sermon was the worst, the worst like spiritual death other than, you know, actually going to hell is going through a divorce because you're, you're ripping yeah. those things. Or even when you, maybe you sleep with somebody and you're not married, um, you know, you guys break up, things don't work out. It's pulling apart of things that were never meant to be pulled apart. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I think there's one thing that, and I, I, I've used this before to share with our students. Um, and it's this like image of a puzzle. And I think like when we have these one night stands or when we have these quote unquote friends of benefits and we do it multiple times, um, what it is, it's like a puzzle piece. It's like we're given a piece of ourselves, these soul ties to the significant other, not even significant other, this one night stand or whoever it might be. And when it comes to the time to be married, we have so much of ourself that's out there in other women and other men that when it comes to our, our partner for life, it's like, what do we have that we're truly going to give to them that we haven't already given to somebody else? And I think that again goes back to the picture of why God created sex to be for marriage. It's for one person and you're supposed to share that with that one person. Yeah. It's so... Hold on. I'm going to go help these dudes out who oh, are yeah. freaking out real quick. And then... <laughs> but keep that thought, Kaylee. Oh, no, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because I was like, man, like, we're, and I, I, I totally agree, like, we're monogamous for a reason, but it's like, dude, it's, it's so crazy, like, society's shifting away from that so much, it's like, no, yeah. you don't gotta be Well, and you're bringing whatsoever. up the whole point of a non-Christian's perspective is so important, too, because, you know, from, you could take, it'd be easy to look at it that way mm-hmm. and say, well, it's just a religious thing that it's not yes and that's like another thing and i'm glad i was able to look this up beforehand was just because of stuff like that was like seeing how the world is viewing it especially for us in here we've been christians for like a long time it's like i'm not looking at it through the worldly view or the worldly lens anymore and exactly like what you're saying is just they've they've desensitized it so much where it's like no this is fine this is okay and it's just kind of blown my mind a little bit well and what you were mentioning about this the idea of of the soul ties mm-hmm. and you literally like what you were saying earlier joining flesh with one other person mm-hmm. i mean it's i think the reason it's especially when you're younger it's so hard to conceptualize that or really mm-hmm. understand what that means mm-hmm. until you get into a marriage or you get into a really serious relationship because 
I mean, when I was in high school and college, I it, these things were told to me, but I had no idea what that looks like mm-hmm. in um, in terms of a marriage or, or what that would feel like. Mm-hmm. And as someone who did have sex before marriage with people who were not my husband, it's I'm I'm seeing those consequences now. Mm-hmm. Like after the fact, you feel it a little bit, but it's not until now it's like okay, this is this is why God tells us not to do these things because Mm -hmm. those actions have real life consequences. It just depends. Like they could come a couple days later, you could get pregnant from them Mm -hmm. or they could have lasting consequences in your future relationships in your marriage. Yeah. I think even just with uh, your memory, like I can recall Mm -hmm. those memories and this is just the truth. I can recall all those memories uh, like that instantly, you know, because it's such an impactful moment. I could recall all those things instantly. And so then, then leads you down the road. It's like, okay, these are here in my brain. Uh, I could be at a point where maybe I start comparing yes. or maybe I start um, thinking back on like, oh, this was kind of nice or that was kind of nice. Cause I've um, I'd had sex before marriage. And then also with my fiance, like we, when we first started dating, we went down that road as well. And then, so trying to claw back from that where um, before, sex was the cure for everything Mm -hmm. even though emotionally we didn't line up uh just in our personalities we didn't line up like nothing but it's like oh we're having sex and that's pretty dope but then we fight all the time and i hate this chick and she hates me you know and then with destiny i met her and it was like oh this is this one's different and now i'm marrying her so this is that's (laughs) great but um we started off down that journey and oh my gosh it was insane trying to claw back from like going down that path Mm -hmm. and then kind of turning the ship and being like hey we've built this foundation on having sex um now we're not yeah and so this is who i am and that's who you are uh is this worth it and then (laughs) but then we really decided no like we we love each other yeah um so we decided you know what it's the sacrifice we're going to make that sacrifice because we care for each other above all above all else right and so trying to relearn through that though because you really think about it, sex is such just like a cherry on top type of thing in mm-hmm. any relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're wild and can have sex for like 22 hours straight or like 12 hours straight. It's like, like all the rappers say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really just like a very, very minute uh, thing in any romantic relationship. Yeah. Right. I so think JT yeah. even said he's like from what he learned, like premarital and then his own research, like so much of the relationship is not having sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, people always think marriage is like, oh, it's great. Like, you guys are married. You can have all sex. He's like, no, 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 Like, it happens. You know, it does. But so much, so much is not having sex. And that's why you even said that it's supposed to be that cherry on top. Yes. It's like, it should be good. Like, everything should be good. And then God's like, and then you guys get to have sex. And it's like, oh, this is cool. And I was even thinking about this, like, uh, when you sent the notes that you're Sometimes like, you know, if you've been in that relationship where, uh, or maybe you currently are, you've had that experience where you've had sex before you were married and then you guys broke up. It's like, sometimes you look back and you realize maybe that was the only thing holding you guys together. Like the relationship sucked. It was toxic. You guys were hated each other, but that's all that was, that's all it was. Mm -hmm. That's all it was really keeping it together. And that's kind of like, man, that's, that's sad. And you're hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And go for it. Oh no, it was just, it's just funny because it's, 
when you're saying so much of the relationship is not sex i think as someone especially I, i'm just saying this as like from a woman perspective this idea of going in to sex and you're saving yourself for your husband and this idea of you're just going to give your husband sex whenever he wants and it'll be all the time <laughs> and seriously like as a kid and like as growing up and and hearing these things would have these kind of thoughts and it's so like ridiculous to look on that now <laughs> you know what i mean but i think people can get this unhealthy idea of that relationships or marriages should just be fixated solely on sex or solely on that and that it just is like nonstop. like that's what your marriage is about or that's what your relationship should be about when it's not the case at all yeah, yeah. there's there's one thing sorry Chuck. no go for it there's you got cut off already though go ahead no i was just gonna <laughs> say because like and i think this is where we find again and like, if you're listening to today and you're like i've been married for x amount of years like you obviously you have way more marriage wisdom than i do i've only been married for yes. a year and a half <laughs> um but my thing that I, I think of and i'll give you context on me is like i waited all the way until i was married to, ha to have sex and same thing with my wife i mean I, I dabbled in porn and things like that which that played a huge part in our relationship too because again it goes back to the whole idea of comparison um but there there was something that I was reading the other day. It was like there's 66% of first-time marriages that end in divorce. Wow. 66%. And when I read that, I was like, that's insane. And it started making me think of like the whole concept of sex before marriage and what you were talking about. It's like a lot of times when a certain emotion gets brought up in a dating relationship or someone's hurt or someone's upset, it's like a lot of times I feel like we can mend that with sex mm, yeah. and I feel like a lot of times in these dating relationships further on to getting married we don't know how to communicate and what we do is we end up having sex just like you were saying Dylan and I think that's played such a huge role in these divorce rates because when these tough times come and we don't feel like having sex with your significant other or whatever that is and you have to actually have that kind of a conversation it's like we don't know how to react we don't yeah. know how to have that conversation and so what we do is we stop trying and then we end up saying, no, like we're, we're done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially I, I always like to say this for people who are in the dating or maybe engaged, whatever it may be. I just say, Hey, don't have, if you're having sex, don't have sex for three months. Hmm. If you're like, you just don't have sex for three months. And if you're in that relationship and you're like, Oof. <laughs> I don't know about this person. Then it's probably, that's probably a clear indicator of like, Hey, the relationship is built on the physical things, um, rather than who they are as a person. And, and it's, it's hilarious to me because our, the world that's coming up now, our generation, the generation after us is super about like, be who you are, like embrace mm -hmm. yourself, embrace you, embrace uh, who, who you are. And it's like, okay, this is who I am without sex. And this is who this person is without sex. Can I embrace them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I embrace who they are? Their real true self. Cause at the end of the day too, if you want a long marriage, when you get older, you think then you're just going to be like bunnies still or what? Like <laughs> there ain't no way <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen. Not. That's not how life works. Yeah. So it's just, it's hilarious to me that it's like, well, I'll embrace you if we have sex. And I don't want to jump the gun because I know we're going to talk about this a little bit. Um, but I think a lot of times what ends up happening in those dating relationships is someone will say, but I love them and, and they love me. <laughs> and, and being a, a youth pastor, I hear that very, very often, um, and which is a crazy thing to think about. But I hear that very often. And at the end of the day, it's like, I don't think that's true love. 
because mm-hmm. when it's really true love, it's like first off you would wait, but secondly, if you knew from right from wrong in that area, like you would wait. But secondly, if it was true love, you would figure out how to get through those rough patches. Like when you said, like wait yeah. three months, yeah, and that's when you can really see is this really meant to be type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when Destiny needs me to come through for her for something, and it's a busy day, or maybe mm-hmm. I'm tired, and it's in those moments where it's like last minute oh my gosh, I forgot this uh, in this place over here. Can you drive over there and go grab it for me? And it's like in those moments where I'm like, oh, let's see here. <laughs> you know, that's just like a minute example, but it's in those moments, you know, it's in yeah. those moments where you're just kind of like butting heads that are you going to say like, because so many relationships are like this. I'm sure we all know people like this because I do. I've been in these shoes as well as like, Anything you start butting heads, like, I'm done. This is ridiculous. I'm done. We're done. Like, I'm done. I'm so dumb. It's yeah. yeah, it's so petty and childish because when you kind of flip that on his head, and we could talk about it right now, like what true love is and mm. what love is. How do I know? How do we know we're in love with somebody? But when you flip that and say, okay, I see this situation that we're in together, not you versus me. And instead of saying, like, oh, the we're done, like, let's start saying, how are we going to get through this? Yeah. You know, and I think it's in those moments that you start to begin to realize, okay, I love this person because I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to uh, push down my walls that I've built up and and figure out how we can get through these things together rather than it's me versus you. Instead, flip it to it's us versus whatever the issue is. Mm. Because you just said it's me versus you. And um when, when Dylan just said that, it made me think of this idea that it's like, if you're saying it's me versus you in any type of a relationship, it's not a healthy relationship. Like, this isn't what needs to be. Like, that's not... Um, and, and if you're listening right now and you're saying that, I would have that kind of conversation with your significant other because that's not setting your guys' self up for success. It's not setting yourself up um, for a healthier relationship because, again, at the end of the day, that's not love. Mm-hmm. And and I, I wrote this down in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. This is um, one of the biblical loves that um, the Bible teaches us, and it says this. It's kind of a little bit wordy, but I'm going to read it. It says this, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. I love that part right there. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not dwell in the evil, um, but rejoices with the truth that always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And I I, I repeated that love is, um, what was it? Love keeps no wrong. And again, it goes back to like, it's you versus me. It's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as Aubrey say Aubrey makes a mistake, it's like, yeah, in that moment, I'm like the human side of me. I'm like, oh my God, like, why would mm-hmm. you do that? But after a few seconds, it's like, no, like I can't hold that grudge against her. And yeah. I mess up all the time. And so she can't, and she doesn't hold those grudges against me. Yeah. We can have that conversation about it, but coming from it in a loving manner. Mm-hmm. And when we don't, it's just like, it just brings even more tension into that type of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, um, exactly what you said, Chuck. I've been there. Mm-hmm. All, I'm sure all of us yeah. have been. It's like, even when it's something completely different, maybe from what destiny, destiny pissed me off about this. But then when that happened, I'm going to bring up this whole list mm. that I kept. And then, and then it just blows up, you know, yeah. and especially when you're super insecure and it's, it's a crazy, not crazy. Cause it is really normal. There's people, uh, adults, 35, like I've had this, these conversations with, 40 year old you know what i mean is uh you bring up the 
well, you texted that one guy that one time, and it was like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, like, what ten you years even? ago. Yeah, no, <laughs> yes, like ten years. Like that was ten years ago, bro, or um, fifteen years. And it's like there's these things though, where, where you could see that this record of wrongs. Like it's so important that it says that in the scriptures because if you don't hold close to that and like that forgiving nature and that loving nature, because it's like love covers a multitude of sins, right? Yeah. If you don't hold to that. Oh my gosh, you just kind of turn into this hot potato mm-hmm. that it's like anytime you touch it, you're going to burn somebody. It's like these these things come back in in your life that you just keep in your brain. Yeah. Keep in there all the time and it's like the moment anything reminds you and sometimes you it's nothing reminds you of it, but you just want to be there and it's like oh, but remember when you do this and yeah. this and this and this and and that and I I that's I can do that. Mm-hmm. Heavily. We all can. Because yes, yeah. because I, I could be a manipulative person, dude, especially and and people use those to manipulate people, mm-hmm. right? Because they'll be like, well, you did this, this and this. Or remember when you uh, messed up over here and then you use that to make them feel bad, right? Yeah. And then like force them to how you want to be like, I know, the, I know the whole game, like I get it. And so I know with destiny myself, I have to be very mindful and be very like vigilant on what's going on inside my head, on what's going on inside my spirit. Because if not, I can turn into that person Mm. who either keeps the records of her wrongs or, and here's the other thing, keeps the record of my rights. Mm -hmm. You get me? Yeah. It's like the, Mm -hmm. what are you talking about this? I've done this for you. I've done Mm -hmm. that for you. I've done this for you. Justifying everything. Yeah, I've done this and you're going to talk about this? Like what? And that's, at that point, it's, you versus me again. It's, yep, exactly. And, and it's just, it turns into this crazy mess where it's like, man, if I could be outside of myself in that moment, I would tell myself, dude, you are being a moron. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy how you're even saying that, like, grown adults, because, like, in my job, I go to a lot of calls like that. Yeah, so many calls where, you know, husband, wife, our neighbor calls or wife's like, you know, my husband's yelling at me, this and that. And it doesn't always end with, you know, people going to jail, getting arrested because some you know, some stuff doesn't happen, but literally like having a, a talk with a grown adult, you know, somebody much older than I am. He's like 50 years old. He's like, what are you doing? She's acting like this or this. And I was like, listen, man, I understand you're upset. Sounds like you've been maybe drinking a little bit. How about you get a ride, go to a friend's house or stay in a hotel or somebody. Well, I shouldn't have to leave. This is my house. I'm a man. It's like, listen, if you love this chick, you guys are going to figure out and go to counseling. You're going to, you're going to make it happen. You're going to make it work and you guys are going to grow up. But I was like, if you guys are so immature that you're going to sit and do this over and over and over, like, is it worth it? Is it really worth it? Like, Mm -hmm. and you have to decide that. And I think that's what it comes down to in a lot of these relationships too. It's like, if you're in a relationship like this, like the ones describing, you know, what, you know, the Gen Z's would call toxic relationships. Um, you got to get it figured out, dude. And what I'm, and I'm not trying to be mean, but go to counseling. Even if you're not married, if you're dating, like I was in a relationship like this. My first one was in a relationship for five years and it was bad. I remember I was like, you know what? I want to make this work. Like I prayed about it a while and I'm not going to say I was perfect. Like I sound like a saint, but I'm not. I made my tons of mistakes. But I also remember I was like, I think I should go to counseling by myself. and I should go counseling with my significant other at the time. Totally was not down with it. She was like, no, I don't need that. We're not married. All sorts of stuff. But if you're in these kind of relationships, like you got to get, you got to make some steps to progress towards figuring out one of them being stop having sex. If you're having sex, but then take it from there. Don't, don't let it go down this big old rabbit hole and something bad happens. Yeah. I think the beauty about counseling 
And Pastor Eric says this a lot. He's a real uh, proponent of this. Of uh, that's not the right word. I don't think. Yeah. No, it yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> that's a <laughs> so great word. Like right. <laughs> um, he's really big about this. Is he always says, "I wish people would come to me when they're going through it, but they always wait until the yep. whole mess is blown up and then come to me." And then by that time, it seems, and he said, not all the time, but most of the time it's too far gone to where yeah. you can't even bring it back. And so, yeah, just getting out ahead of things in general, especially in relationships, because relationships that you care about, like these romantic ones who, who are, in, that are impactful in your life. So you're like, you know, I could see myself being with this person. Those are the ones that are going to bring out the absolute worst in each of yeah. you, yep. the absolute worst in each of you, because you care a lot, you know? And then also they become these people who only your family has seen before, mm -hmm. but the real version of yourselves, the one that stinks, the one that blows up at dinner, yep. the one uh, that cusses out the TV, <laughs> the one <laughs> that cusses out everybody who's on the road. Like, because you care for them, you love them, you've been with them for a long time, you start showing your true self and then it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I think that's huge. And as we're on this topic of like counseling and um, if you're a guy listening to this and you're saying, I don't need counseling, it, it's not like everybody does. Yeah, everybody, everybody needs counseling. Like nobody's perfect. And I know we've been taught as young, young men, it's like we don't show our emotions, but it's like if you really want your marriage or your relationship to work, it's going to take again self sac like the sacrifice. It's like we need to get over that hump and actually go do this. And also, if you're listening right now and you are engaged, getting ready to get married, I would say go get premarital counseling. Whatever church you're at, whether you're a part of Av Church, New Beginnings Family, wherever you're at, get premarital counseling because you want to start that marriage off on the right foot. Um, I mean, for me personally, it's like when I got ready to go through premarital counseling, I was like, I really don't want to do this. Like I did. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm a pastor. Like I'm fine. <laughs> and it, it like, but for real, like that's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. But there was so much that was shown to me in those classes and in those meetings where I was like, I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. I had no idea anything about what it looks like. One, to be a spiritual husband, but two, to have a spiritual marriage. Cause all we've done is date. And I think if you really mm -hmm. are looking to having to your, your, your marriage, like set off on the right foot, Go to premarital counseling. I, every church, I think, has premarital counseling. Should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just totally agreeing. Yeah, one of the most, if not the most beneficial thing Jeremy and I did before I got married as well. It's so important to, to open those doors of communication, especially, mm -hmm. like you said, to topics you might not have had to... that have had to come up before because yeah. dating is different from marriage in that. Um, so, yeah, completely agree. I think it's it's just a matter of like you were saying earlier that you know this idea of, of putting others before yourself putting your spouse or your significant other before yourself in right. that serving them mm -hmm. and and keeping those communication doors open rather than being self-seeking about yes. it yes and i think that um so it's like this topic is like how do you know you're in love right mm -hmm. it's <laughs> It's not this, I have butterflies 24 seven. Oh my gosh. They're perfect. They're an angel. It's, oh my gosh. I see your crap mm -hmm. and I see my crap. It can't be only your, like, I see your crap, but I'm good. You know, yeah. it can't be that. That's super unhealthy. <laughs> it's like, we both see all of our trash, all of our mess, what we got going on. And we're both like, let's do this. Like, let's, let's figure this out not let's add more to it, but <laughs> let's, let's figure this out together. And it's like, 
that agape love, which Chuck, you were talking on it uh, mm-hmm. earlier too. And you said it right now, like that sacrificial love. And um, it's perfect because it's like exactly what Jesus did. You know, yeah. he laid down his life. He laid down, he gave the sacrifice of his life to cover our sins, to cover our wrongdoings, not because we deserved it, uh, and in relationships, it's not every day that you're going to be like, she deserves or he deserves for me to be awesome to him. Yeah. You know, it's going to be days where you're just like, oh my gosh, let's throw on the boxing gloves. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but it comes a point where, like I said, you, you're able to sacrifice. You're able to make those moves where you say, I love you. And because I love you, that means I am going to show up to this every day. I'm mm-hmm. going to show up ready I'm going to show up uh, willing. I may not like it every day, but I'm going to show up to it every day. Yeah. And I think um, what you just said, and, and I want to share this real quick just for everyone that's listening or watching on YouTube right now, because um, you, you mentioned the agape love, and we've been hitting it a lot in this podcast. But if you're listening, you're like, what in the world's agape love? Like agape love, like Dylan said, is that unconditional love. And there's really four stages, or not four stages, but four different kind of loves that are out there. Uh, I'm going to butcher this real quick. So <laughs> just uh, just bear with me. I love it. it up. <laughs> Georgia is a is an empathy bond. That's a kind of like a um, relatability type of a love. Um, and then you have the phila, which is a friend bond. And then you have the eros, which is the romantic type of love. And then the agape love was that unconditional love that God shows every single one of us. And there's these four different loves that are out there. And I think a lot of times, um, especially at a young age, as we get older on, is like we've become, and I think I said this already, but we've become so desensitized to that word love that we truly don't know the meaning, the definition behind what this love actually is. Because we walk around, and, and I'm going to use Anchorman as a, uh, a reference. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what reference you're When uh, Jim Carrey, not Jim Carrey, um, I'm sorry. Uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. There we go. Oh, Thank you. I wasn't calling Michael Brick. Scott. <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, Michael Scott. Brick. But when he when Brick. he looks and he's like, I love Lamp. I love Stapler. And it, and it's funny is because it's a joke. It's a funny movie. Uh-huh. But it's like I think in our world that we live in today, we've kind of adopted that to mm-hmm. a to a certain degree where we walk around saying, "Man, I love this. I love that. I love." I say it all the time. Like, I love that barbecue spot. I love mm. that. I, I love that. I love Dr Pepper. Uh-huh. And, and I say this without even thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think we throw that word love around so much in relationships. Like before we even start dating, I've I've seen people say, "I love this person." It's like you don't even know them. Uh-huh. What's their last name? I don't know, but I love them. <laughs> and, and I think when we f- truly have that definition, the understanding of what love really means, like we can set ourselves up for such a successful relationship and really just getting ourselves off on the right foot. It's so, and I think this is a, f- a fault of English that we don't have mm-hmm. different Absolutely. words. There you go. Yeah, so many other languages, dude. Totally, for all these different types mm-hmm. of love. And so when you... And I mean, it, it sounds silly, but when you grow up with this one word that mm-hmm. can encompass loving your parents versus loving or versus loving an object yeah. or your friends, like all these different feelings. And then it just gets like clumped together in one word. Mm-hmm. And so I think it can really, especially as a kid, like taint your view of yeah. what love is because it, it, I don't want to say cheapens, but it, it diminishes all the different types of definitions yeah. that there are and different mm-hmm. types of love, as you were mentioning. You said that is. way better than I did. <laughs> no, no, that was That's why she's so here. true. true. No. <laughs> Not true. Yeah. It's crazy that that word is, it's almost watered down, right? Yeah. Water. Be- yeah. That was because it tries, 
exactly like you said it tries to fit everything in mm -hmm. and so it doesn't it kind of misses the mark on a few things but yeah just understanding that i think that version of love is yeah. is the one that'll take you to marriage is the one that'll get you through the marriage but also it's i think it's important to talk about understanding where that comes from mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like god is the creator of this and that love was first shown to us and he by is him. love yes he is love mm -hmm. and came down sent his son jesus died and showed that love to us uh in the scriptures and that's ultimately where we get all of that from because we could say all these things and it's just like oh yeah just because and it's it doesn't matter it but it's the creator of the universe mm -hmm. um he showed these things to us so that's our frame of reference for yes, it it's exactly. kind of reminds me of when we were having the podcast on moralism mm -hmm. it's hard to talk about these things without first having context around mm -hmm right what we're pulling things mm -hmm. from or, or why why we're have the beliefs that we do have mm -hmm. and it's exactly said because we have the bible which tells us that god is love that jesus is god therefore jesus is love mm -hmm. and when you were talking about sacrifice it just it's so interesting because it made me think of this idea of, of grace within it all too and this idea of giving um how jesus within that sacrifice of, of him on the cross covering our sins and and having that grace towards us and having that grace towards our our husbands or our wives or our significant others within that idea of love this mm -hmm. idea um going back to what you're saying about keeping no records of wrongs mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you know when something bad happens or when someone does something you don't like you there's there's grace there to cover yeah. it yes mm -hmm. i think that's so important i think that's something that gets missed it's so easy to just give up instead of extending grace towards other people and not just in, i'm not just in romantic relationships yes. any type of relationship right yeah you kind of really show your maturity <laughs> level when problems arise mm -hmm. you know even in relationships especially in relationships yeah. we talked about that too it's like you're you're either all in or you're completely done. You know, there's no in the middle. It's like, oh, hold on here. <laughs> um, plus, also, that creates such, like, um, unstable ground. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. But mm -hmm. I know for, yeah. like, in my relationship with Destiny, I would be like that where I'd get angry. And it's like, I'm done. Like, we're done. It's like t uh, three hours later, a day later, it's like, oh, we're good. Five days later, I'm, we're, dude, this is yeah. ridiculous. I'm sick of this. Mm -hmm. And it's, so it creates this thing of just like, you never know where you stand kind of thing. Yeah. And so that creates just unstabil instability throughout your whole life, like in everything you do, everything you do with that person. And that's miserable. Yeah. Like that's not fair to anyone, especially like in mine, like I was the one always saying those things. And so to destiny, I was making her question everything all the time. And I didn't even realize that, you know, and I had to learn and grow through that and realize I can't meet any like situations like this anymore. Mm -hmm. That's so stupid. And again, it's a manipulation thing though, because it's, it's either this way or we're done, yeah. you know, really. Yeah. But Isn't it crazy how like, because God is loving in this perfect example of love that as Christians, that's what our relationship is like is the exact opposite of its stability mm -hmm. and this idea of no matter how many times we mess up or, or we say we're done god <laughs> but he's always there he's always there for us and and we don't have to be on that unstable foundation mm -hmm. we have so much hope and so much 
um, security in the fact with our relationship with God. I don't know. It's just, it's, it brings me back to this idea of how God is the way he is, like the character of who God is and why he has things set out the way he does Mm -hmm. and why he tells us to sex is for marriage or all these different types of things is because that's the best way it could possibly be. Like that's the best trajectory for our life. That's what's going to make our lives the best is having, is following these types of things. It's for our betterment. Mm -hmm. I think that you said it perfectly. It's like, it's for our betterment. And it's like, and I I like going back is it's super cheesy, but it's like following the Bible at times can be hard. And I think a lot of times like people will look at the Bible if they're um, a skeptic and they're, they don't believe in Jesus or whatever they whatever they're leaning on right now, um, and they look at it and it's like you just use it as a crutch. But I'm like, try following the Bible for like a few <laughs> a few days. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's hard, but exactly like you said, it, it's our moral compass. It's how we are to act. It's how we're knitted together and what we're supposed to follow. And I think when it comes back to the whole idea of like going back to one night stands or sex before marriage or anything like that, it's like making sure we have our moral compass in our heart, the word of God with us. And as we follow and we act that out, it, it not only sets ourselves up for success, but it sets our future relationships up for success. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's absolutely true. I love everything that we're talking about. Right That's now. great stuff. It's fire. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I think, uh, we could flow into this next. It's, we're kind of just flowing right now at this point, but, um, what about, I guess we could talk about this. Okay. You're a single person. Like, what do you think about all this? Like, what do you, mm. like, how do you even Im- look at relationships? Maybe you're looking for it. Maybe you're not. Maybe it, it's bothering you that you don't have a relationship. Yeah. Or, like, this whole sex thing. Like, maybe you've been doing that. That's what's working. It's like, well, maybe you want to turn a new leaf. I don't know. Like, but how does... How do these conversations benefit, I guess, a single person? And I guess if you were talking to a single person, like, what would you want to tell them? I would say as a single person, so I've been in a relationship, you know, not as much as you guys. It's only been this past year. But before that, you know, I'd been dating since I was pretty much 17, 18. And then came to a point where I was like, I need to figure out what's going on in my heart and in my head and my life with my relationship with God. So I took a whole year off of like serious relationships. I went on a couple a couple dates here and there. It was nothing really serious, but I was like, I need to figure that out. And um, one thing I really like, again, kind of going back to a Mike Todd point is he says in the Bible, God didn't create Adam and Eve. He created Adam, then he created Eve. God made you first. He made you who you are as a person first. And I think when it comes to you getting into relationship, you got to have you figured out. You got to have that solid foundation of, all right, this is who I am in Christ. This is my identity. This is you. You have to have that kind of figured out before you bring in a whole another person because you're not only responsible for you at that point. You have this whole other set of emotions and values and and, and the well being of somebody else. Um, so if you're like a single person, I, you know, if you maybe you're dating around and bouncing around and doing whatever, um, I'm not saying you have to do what I did, but I highly recommend take some time off dating. Take some time off dating delete your your tinder and your bumble and your hinge or christian mingle farmers only whatever dating farmers apps you're only. on farmers only.com come on <laughs> <laughs> but whatever you're on just take some time and figure it out and you're gonna be like well that's dumb this fool doesn't know what he's talking about but figure out why your prior relationships didn't work sit down and figure out and look and if you're sitting there and you did what i did and go 
oh, it's all their fault. I was doing everything fine. You got a problem. You need Wrong, to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's when you take a look in the mirror and kind of figure it out. But no, I think that's the biggest thing. I think it's a, you know, going through a process of, of self-actualization almost kind of going up and trying to figure all that out and really knowing who you are. When you look in the mirror, like knowing like, oh man, like this is who I am. I am Jared. I am this person. This is who God made me to be. And getting that sorted out before you start that relationship, because looking at my relationship now compared to my, I guess only two really serious prior ones, completely different. And I think it all started with me. It all started with how God worked in my life and the changes I made to kind of get to that point, because there was a lot of stuff I was kind of skipping over and I was kind of playing the victim in a lot of things. Yeah. I think that just goes back to the maturity level too. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. and like you even said it when it was like, well, this is stupid. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, in my mind, the first thing that I came back to, I was like, someone's saying that right now. It's like the maturity level is not there in my opinion. Yeah. This is just my opinion. So you can hate me if you don't like my opinion. Own it, brother. Um, there we is go. that if we're thinking that right now saying, Hey, get rid of the, the dating apps, just, stop dating for the next year or or six months or whatever that looks like for you and really focus on yourself. And if you're saying to yourself right now, I'm not going to do that. I don't think you're, you're mature enough yet to really truly have an authentic relationship with a significant other. And I'm not saying that to neglect anybody, but I'm just saying that if you want to base this off, you want to have a great relationship or start off on the right foot. It's like really focus on there on yourself, really get yourself set up to have that kind of a relationship and just see how that's going to change. See how that's going to bring um, a new light on that whole idea of dating. It's, um, it would really kind of open all of our eyes. I feel like if we did that. And I think Completely. what's cool too is like, I think if you're a younger person, maybe you're like 18, 19, 20, 21, if you're struggling with all this stuff, I know it's probably not the best answer you want to hear, but hmm. taking that time is probably good because if things aren't working out and they're kind of messing up, it might be that you just need to grow up a little bit. I think that was like a big thing with me because dating at 27 is a lot different than dating at 23. Oh yeah. And it's a lot better. And as this is going to be super cheesy, I know it's so on preface by saying this, but I think a big thing when it comes to dating this day and age is you got to love yourself. You got to fall in love with you first before you fall in love with anybody else. Because, and I say that like from personal experience where I literally for a long time, I, every day I looked in the mirror, I was not happy with what I saw. And then after a long time, especially that whole year where I took time off, I was like, man, I I like, I do love myself. I love who God made me to be. I stopped denying, you know, the things that I didn't like about myself. And I fully embrace like, yeah, I'm not perfect. Yeah. I have these faults, but God made me so special to be a certain way. And I love that about myself. And it was at that point where I'm like, oh, wow. Like maybe if the right person comes along, then I might be ready now, you know? So I think that's a really big thing too. Well, it's when you have those insecurities, those come out into a relationship Mm -hmm. inevitably. And that's where real prompts can start rising because then you get the jealousy or you get the the doubts and you start to not trust someone or you start to question them and you know it's i feel like especially i i'm speaking for myself because i know this is how i wasn't young in my previous relationships was i would use them as an excuse to not do that self-digging or this Mm -hmm. really introspective look into okay Am I really doing what God wants me to be doing right now? I wanted to avoid that question by Mm -hmm. having a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I got to focus on the other person and Uh focus on the relationship instead of really taking that time Mm -hmm. to be like, who, who am I? And it's hard because when you don't take the time to kind of figure those things out, it's, I mean, like you were saying, Jared, it's so hard to do that in the context of 
being with someone else and they're also trying to figure themselves out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so then both of you are coming together. And then when you're younger, it's like, you're not really sure, like, what am I going to be doing in life? Where, where am I going to be going in life? What does the path God have for me? And like two people both in that stage trying to come together is infinitely harder than having it at least being a little bit further down the road. Not to say it's impossible. I mean, people get married young or people who are younger stick together, but that process, (laughs) that growing up process is tough. And that's why you have to kind of get figured out. And if you are young and you got yourself kind of figured out in a way, more power to you. God bless you. Go ahead and get married. Have a million kids. Like the Bible says, I, (laughs) I applaud you. However, for some of us, it doesn't work out that way. And it was actually funny. I was talking um, this past weekend with my younger cousin. He's just 18 or 19. And I always thought it was so stupid when, especially like when you hear it when you're younger, especially a young boy, because it makes you feel stupid. It's like, well, boys' brains don't fully develop till they're 25. <laughs> and it's like, well, I feel like you're just calling me dumb. Like I'm 16, 17. Yeah. You don't not say I'm like, I'm not mature. And then once I hit about 25, and I was like, I felt like the stars aligned. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I think I'm seeing it all for the first time. But I think all that to say is, the sooner you can kind of get yourself figured out and by doing all that through the lens of the Bible, through Jesus Christ, through wise counsel, um, you're going to be a lot better if you could do that when you're younger. But if you have no idea who you are and you think, but you think you do and you're dating somebody else and you guys are just two young 18 year old lost people getting married doesn't fix that. Yes. It does not fix that. And it's, it, it, it'll, it can work. It can work. I'm not saying it won't, but the sooner you get yourself figured out, the sooner you'll be able to be in a healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. With Destiny and I, we chose the latter. We chose, <laughs> we chose to get cra- to go crazy and freaking wild. And so it, like, but with everything you're saying is so true. Like it is the toughest mm-hmm. freaking most annoying. You want to peel your skin back at times. Like, crap dude i can't just that's what it was for years Mm -hmm. you know and we just but we kept persisting like i said we kept showing up right it's the most important thing but yeah we started off with like tons of sex uh drinking a bunch where it ended in us cussing each other out um there was cheating in our relationship i was the who you texting person and like what's going on what are you who are you hanging out with huh oh okay like i we did it all bro <laughs> we did everything wrong you could do we we're just like you know what let's amp that up <laughs> like i'll take that i'll Challenge take this accepted. yeah i'll take that you know what this over here i'll have some of that too it was like sushi but for <laughs> insecurities <laughs> I, was, I was having it all i was like "Ooh, i'll try this all you can eat all you can eat let's go yeah and it oh man it was really tough it was extremely tough but now here we are um even in the past year we've learned so much about yeah. each other yeah. uh and having to cancel our wedding because it, it was like right when COVID hit it was like a month or two after mm-hmm. we've learned so much about each other because it was another moment where it's like we do not see eye to eye at all i'm yeah. Hey, let's get married in a courthouse. She's like, I want this day. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. And so we've learned a bunch, but now here we are just a few months and we're going to get married. And it's definitely the best thing I've ever done in my life. And, but had I t- taken time to get to know who I was and know <laughs> who I am, where I stood, my trajectory, just in general, the relationship would have been a lot smoother. Yeah. You know, I, 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 
Yeah, that's all I can say about that is I think God always wants to show us in a loving way for sure. Because you look back, especially in my relationship like that, is I saw the moments where it's like I had that opportunity to be like, God, okay, I need you. Mm -hmm. I need Mm -hmm. you. But I didn't take it. You know, that I I saw I could look back and see the moments where God had his hand outstretched towards me. Yeah. You know, I just kept saying. Oh, I could, I could try this on my own. I'll do yeah. this on my own. No, we could get through this. We could get through this. We could get through this. And then eventually it was just like, boom, okay. It hit the fan and then we had to figure it out from there. Yeah. yeah. I think too, just to, just to add on to what you just said right now, it's like if you're dating out there, it's like make sure Christ is your foundation in that relationship. Mm. If you're dating out there and you are a Christian and you're trying to date someone that's not a Christian, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say don't do it, but if, I'm going to sit here and also say, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. It's like if you really want to have this uh, strong foundation and the strong relationship with Christ, it's like find someone that's also like-minded as you. And I think Jared said it a while back in the podcast, and it made me think like uh, when we first start dating, it's like we fall in love with the other person's like personality. Like if it doesn't match up with ours, like oh my gosh, like they like like don't like this. But it's like so funny because it's like we can we can hang out and we can get to know each other. And over time, it's like no no no. Those things later on in life, later on in that relationship is going to be what's going to really honestly like tear you apart, <laughs> depending on like how small it is to how big it is. It's like opposites do not attract. Uh-huh. Um, and I think so many times we've been just taught it's like opposites attract. It's like sometimes they do, but majority of the time it's going to be depending what's your on what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and I just want to add this. I don't know if we're closing or not, but I just wanted to add this real quick. If you're listening today and whatever time you pick this up um, and you've had sex before marriage, um, it it goes without saying that one, Jesus forgives you, turn to him and and he will make you whole. And um, like kind of Dylan said, it's like we all make mistakes and this might have been your mistake. But again, we serve a gracious God and a forgiving God and a God that's filled with grace and he loves you no matter what our mistakes are. 100%. And I Mm. feel very strongly about that point. I just Mm -hmm. want to hit that home because as, again, someone who did have sex before in high school and then was shamed for it at Mm -hmm. the church that I went to at the time, it was the most humiliating guilt, like experience, like full so much shame and guilt. And like, of course, God has a plan for sex and he, he wants us to carry out this certain way, but making, it's not the end all be all it's you know like it doesn't define you these mistakes no no none of these mistakes define you and to just let it go like don't let it weigh you down because i know i did for so long i let that be my identity and who i was and let that shame and that guilt and that feeling of not being whole really defined who i was and that affected my relationships after the fact and my relationship with god and all that to say like God doesn't want that for you. He doesn't want you to be holding on to shame or to guilt. He wants mm-hmm. you to let it go and make strides to move forward yeah. and to leave it behind you. Don't carry it with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's become uh yeah, we could close on this, but it's yeah. sex has become this thing. That's we're so shocked. Oh my God. Yeah. Like they did that. Like, like the Bible doesn't talk about how the heart's wicked and mm-hmm. evil and that we need God. Yeah. That's why, hello, Jesus had to come down to the earth it's it's becoming and it has become this sin this thing that's so different from yeah. the rest you know it's like like we didn't read a whole old testament about how people were taking hundreds of wives and uh and that's not right that's totally not right and 
and doing all sorts of crazy evil things, having sex with each other at golden altars, you know, doing all this stuff. And like we, it's crazy how I think sometimes at church we can read all these things and see how the Bible tells us, yeah, we could be pretty awful sometimes. We could mess up, do some things sometimes, but to, to meet them with love and grace. But then it happens in our life and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. I'm, I can't do it anymore. I need to get resuscitated. <laughs> I can't breathe. And this, is, you- this is uh, before COVID. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't breathe. It's like, bro, relax. <laughs> it's like, goodness gracious. If, if we keep becoming Christians who are terrified and so surprised by sin, I think we're only going to push people away mm-hmm. more Oof. and more yeah. and more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. People, people sin. That's what it is. And your identity. And if you don't know who your identity is, it's not sinner. It's forgiven. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, I hope you did because Dylan was a, a very dramatic Dylan right there. And it was, it was beautiful. Dude, it's, cause it's, I had, I had it was a great Dylan. picture. <laughs> of what it is like. I had to paint the picture, bro. It was great. It did. It, and it really, I, and I want to say this, and I think it goes without saying also, um, that, again it goes back to the idea like if you've if you've had premar or sex before marriage it's like i think sometimes as a church too we can overlook the fact of it's actually hey it is a sin acknowledge that hey like i messed up this is wrong i know this but then that's where the grace of jesus comes in is admitting like hey i messed up hey i did this Mm -hmm. but that's when that grace of jesus comes in it's like we can't just sit here and say oh i had sex before marriage but jesus forgives me I'm going to go do it again on Friday. That, yeah. it, it's oh, not yeah. meant to be made like that. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, I'm not saying you guys are doing that, but I'm just saying sometimes a lot of churches can look at it like that, where it's just like it's full of grace, but there's no truth. It's like yeah. sin, sin. That's what separates us. That's what separates us from Jesus. But luckily, he's died on the cross for every single one of our sins, so we can come to him in those moments. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just that place from humility on both yeah. sides. You know, when you... when. I don't know. It's because we suck as people, um, but we make it harder than it has to be. Yeah. And because one, I think it's on the church's job to open up that door, mm-hmm. you know, and, and let people know it's like you can walk through this door and you're not going to get stoned. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get rocks thrown at you as soon as you walk through the door. And then it's on the other person's end, like you said, to take that responsibility and be like, I'm going to walk through this door. Yeah. Like, exactly. let's, let's do this together. It's a beautiful picture. <sighs> this was a good podcast. It was. I love it. Felt great. Yeah. Oh, this feels, feels good. good. Feels good, Maine. Feels good. Feels good, man. Dun, 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 dun. Feels good. You ever heard that song? No. Of course, yeah. Gorilla Inc. Dun, or, no, it it's feel it gr- feels good. The gorillas. By the yeah, gorillas. it feels good ink. <laughs> oh, Whenever I think of it feels good is I feel good. I feel good. I feel uh, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think only you and I would get that. And anyone else that might have been a part of that era. This is an old school song. Bye. It's an inside joke. See your way out of it. <laughs> All right. This has been the Still Loading Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We love you guys. Remember to please subscribe. Always write a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We like doing this for you guys. We love. Should I say like? Should I not throw on the word love? Ooh. I uh, really, really, really like. <laughs> I strongly I like. Ultra, ultra enjoy. <laughs>
It's very pleasurable to do it. <laughs> In the context of what we're talking about, it just sounds weird. Um, <laughs> In the context but, of marriage. Yeah. <laughs> In the context of marriage, that's great, brother. That's a great one, brother. <laughs> I can't wait to get home and see what Aubrey made and be like, that was so pre- pleasurable. <laughs> Thank you for that meal. Oh my Read gosh, I very much this. Enjoyed Chipotle this. was so <laughs> <laughs> I thoroughly I'm, enjoyed this. We're, we're going to stop before <laughs> we get a little offhand, but please leave a review, share it with somebody. We ultra enjoy doing this for you guys. We appreciate you. We love you guys. We've had Jared, Chuck, yeah, yeah. Kaylee. See y'all. My thanks pleasure. for being here. Thank you. They're like so our, much. Yeah, there are <laughs> Chick Fil A. There are resident friends who just are always here. We got that usual rotation, but it's all good thoughts, all good things uh, being said. But we appreciate you guys. It's been the Still Loading Podcast, and we will see you guys later. Later. Bye. Go Bucks. <laughs>